0: All right, Um, I feel like there are so many different things that we can aspire to, and I love what Kate said, you have to love it. And sometimes when something uh, captures you and you love it, you give your life to it, and you can reach um, totally different levels. Even last night, I went to the jazz game, and uh, and knowing how few, I mean, how many guys love to play basketball. (laughs) I mean, a lot of guys love to play basketball, and very few, very few ever make it to that level of the NBA. And that it takes something to be able to get to that level. And then I hopped on the uh, tracks to go home. And a, and a guy from the symphony hopped on with his, his, his instrument. And he was sitting there. And I just thought about, you know, a lot of people. How many of you played? How many of you were in the band? Okay. All right. Lots of us were in the band. And how many of you are in the symphony? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. None of you. So uh, my point exactly. So there's, uh, there's, this, there's this part of us where we understand there's things we enjoy. There's things we like. Uh, you probably, many, many of you love that. Um, but that th- we don't ever quite take it to the next level or the level that we really could. And um, and what I want to talk to you about today is just our relationship with God. And I would think uh, many of you who are here this morning would say that you love Him. And many of you would say that you really want to uh, experience what God has for you. And But what I realize in my own life <clears throat> is, especially when I read the Scriptures, and I see the life that God offers us, And I read and see who Jesus Christ was for us to see what it was to have God in the flesh. As a guy a couple days ago was telling us, we got to see what human actually was meant to be. We got to see that in Christ. And then he dies on the cross to reconcile us back to God. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. And now we have the chance to actually be conformed into the image of Christ with an ever-increasing glory. And my, my challenge personally, and the one I just, we want to talk about today, why do we want to practice? <laughs> why do we want to be involved in spiritual practices? Because I believe that there is a life that you and I could live that God offers us that actually takes some training. And so in the couple verses that show that are 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. It says this, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself. To be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. I mean, I love that verse, and I think about that a lot of the times when I go to the gym. Right, which was like two years ago, Uh, you know. But but you go the you go to the gym and you see you see people who just I mean they have they've nailed it, man. They have achieved a body. You, and sometimes you go to the gym and you go, that is what the human body <laughs> could actually be like, right? And, but the person, the only people who actually achieve that are people who exercise it and they train it and they get it to that place. And there are a lot of people who do that. And the scripture says physical training is of some value too. It really is. I mean, it's good for your health. It's, you know, you'll, you'll elongate your life probably, a lot of different things. But godliness has value for all, all things. And so he says, so Train yourself. And again, you guys, I remember uh, earlier this year when we were talking about godliness in the, in the second Peter series, what it really means is to be God-centered. That's what that word means. To be godly means to be God-centered. Train yourself to be God-centered. Because when you're God-centered, it has benefit. Look at this. It holds promise for both the present life and the life to come. The life you and I are living right now, if we would train ourselves to be God-centered, It holds promise for how we're living and for the life to come, which is the one that we're going to be in for eternity. In fact, I I just read this again, like uh, in 2 Corinthians, it makes it very clear that when we die, um, whether we enter into heaven or not, is solely based on the work of Christ completely and whether we've received that work on our benefit. But it also says that every single one of us is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we're going to receive what's due us for what we've done in this body whether good or bad. And see, and so when you train yourself to be godly, I think what he's saying is it's going to hold promise for the life to come. We're going to be, stand, be able to stand before Jesus and we're going to be saying, you know what, man? I lived the God-centered life. And um, it held promise for me now and for the future. The other verse is 1 Corinthians 9.24. says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in games goes into strict training. You know, and and that's what I love about, you know, the strict training that Kate and Jason have gone into for their dance. The strict training that people go into to be able to play musically well, to do your job well, whatever it is. But they do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. And what I what so we do what we go into strict training. See what Paul is saying is yes the gift of life in Christ is a gift and you receive the gift. But then he's saying now what do you do with that gift? Okay, Kate had a cha- she has the gift to dance. What did she do with the gift? She went into strict training and it developed into everything that it could be. And so you and I, when you have the gift of Christ into your life, apparently Paul says, man, people who want a crown or some sort of earthly reward, we'll go into strict training. If we want the crown that lasts forever, if when we get to heaven, we want to know that, man, we live the full life that Jesus Christ came, one of the things that we need to do is be involved in strict training. Now, in what kind of training is it? These practices that we talk about. Here's, Here's the key, you guys. The key to all of these is that what you're really doing is you're practicing how to receive from God. Okay? One one guy, Dallas Willard, great book, Spirit of the Disciplines, if you want to pick it up, fantastic book. He talks about, let's say, he talks about a baseball player, so we'll just use that. He says, you know, you could you could look at it as a kid, like I did, and see a baseball player who's phenomenal. And you could say, man, I'm going to be just like him. And you could go out there and you could try as hard as you want to be that good of a baseball player, and you're never going to do it. The only reason that guy's as good as he is is because of the private life that he lived. And again, what Dallas said is so many of us want the public life of Christ, but we don't want his private life. We want everything that looks really good, but we don't necessarily want to live the way that he lived. And one of the things that I've realized is what I practice, my practices spiritually are literally just to put myself in a place to get everything that God has for me. This verse isn't on the screen, but it's one of my favorite verses. It's Hebrews 6, 7. It says that the land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, produces a crop useful to those for whom it's farmed, and it receives the blessing of God. See, land needs to drink in the rain that's often falling on it. And what I've realized is God is pouring down everything that you and I need. He's pouring his love down, his mercy down, his grace, his truth, his strength, his comfort His presence, I mean, everything you and I need for life and godliness, we have through our knowledge of God. But the point is, do we actually drink it in? The land that doesn't drink it in doesn't produce the crop. And so for us, we can look at the fruit of our life and say, what do do I need to do? Well, you just need to drink the rain. And I feel like the practices I'm going to share with you are some of the ways that we can actually drink it. Alright? And I think what happens really is there's freedom. You know? Uh Kate has a whole lot more freedom to dance than Mariah does at this point. Just she can do things that Mariah can't quite do. That's why Tyler has four drums and Tommy has eight. And why he has three cymbals and Tommy has nine. Because he can do he's just he's more free. And I just I believe that God has come, Jesus came to set us free. Alright? So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to share four practices with you today, and we're actually going to practice them, okay? That's where it's going to be a little bit different. I'm, just to, I'm not just going to tell you about stuff today. You're actually going to need to, to, to uh, join me. We're going to take some time, and we're actually going to do this, all right? The first practice, and we, gotta, we just got to jump right in, is the practice of reading the scriptures. <laughs> and I, I, if you've been hanging with, with us this last year, I'm telling you over and over and over again, you guys, you've got to get in here. And you've got to open up the word of God and let him speak his truth to you. Let him set you free. All this kind of stuff. I, even just this last week, I had another moment of engaging in his word. And, he's, and, and again, the word said to me in that day exactly what I needed to hear. And I just wonder, how many times are you giving God a chance to tell you exactly what you need to hear? Okay? Here's a verse for motivation. Second Timothy 3.16 says this. All Scripture is God-breathed, and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the whole Scripture is useful, you guys, and it's useful for four things. Let me hit, for teaching. And what does teaching do? It's kind of It shows you the path to walk on. That's what teaching does. You open up the scripture, and God's going to show you the path you should walk on. Then you've got training. And what training does is it shows you how to stay on the path. Okay? Great. Here's the path. Awesome. Well, how do I stay on the path? Scripture helps to train you to know how to stay on the path. And then it'll rebuke you, which means it shows where you've gotten off the path. Okay? And that's the part we don't like. That's when we stop reading the Bible. Right? When all of a sudden you know you're off the path, like, I don't want to hear where I'm off the path. But, But that's what the Bible does. And sometimes you don't even know you're off the path. I mean, our human minds don't grasp the ways of God. And so we can be way off over here. You read his word and it's rebuke, which is a really strong word. But all it means is I'm just showing you where you're off. And then the last one is it corrects, which means it shows you how to get back on the path. I love that. Here's the path. The Bible will tell you, here's the way to life. And then it'll train you. Here's how you stay on this path so you can have life. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here's where you got off. And let me correct you. Here's how you get back on. And so that is offered to you and I every single day. And the why do we want the adventure? Because the adventure, again, you guys remember, is to know God. If I know him intimately and personally, then I can have everything I need for life and godliness. So here's what we're going to do. Is I'm going to share with you, um, a, a way that we do scripture here. There's there, these journals are five bucks and they're actually right outside. We've, we've been selling these for a little over a year. They're called life journals. And, uh, I actually, I've been doing this for 20 years. I didn't know that you, you know, I just been grabbing journals at Walmart's and, uh, actually notebooks and just filling them up. And I'm going to actually have you guys do this with me today. Okay. And, uh, so if you, if you don't have a piece of paper or something, um, uh, I don't know, see if you can grab one, borrow one from somebody around you, get a pen or anything of that nature. And here's how, here's how this works. It's a very um, simple practice, but it's one that I have found to be incredibly helpful for me for 20 years. I have engaged with God for 20 years intimately by doing this. And so the, there's lots of different ways to go about it, but this is one. The, the acronym that you'll find in this life journal is SOAP, okay? And so the S is for Scripture. And, uh, and I'm going to actually put up a, p- a passage of Scripture up here in just a minute. Not right now, but just in a minute. And we're going to walk through this together. But the S is for Scripture. And what I do every time, and I think it's why it was so beneficial this last Monday, is I always pray before I start to read. And I remind myself, and I just say, okay, God, your word is alive and active. Your word can speak to me directly, and I'm asking you right now today, you know what I need to hear. And would you actually reveal something to me? I don't just want to get you. I want to really meet you here. Would you go to the depths of my heart? I always, whatever you want to pray, but that's what I pray for. I've prayed this for you today, that in the short little moment, you might actually have this happen. S is, and then what you do is you read a section of Scripture, not a book, just a section, a small section. And then while you read it, you just see if there's a verse. That as you read it, it maybe pops in, it maybe touches your heart, or it poses a question, or it makes you think about, wow, what does that mean, or I think that moves me, whatever it is. And then you write it at the very top, and that's the scripture. Then the O is to observe. It's observation. And when you look at that verse, one of the things that I do always is you kind of look around and see, now what's the whole context for this verse? What does that mean? And then you just make some observations. You're just all you're doing is you're writing down some thoughts about what about that verse. But it, thoughts don't change much, and that's where the A comes in. The A is application. Here's the scripture. I'm going to observe it, and then the A goes. I think, and this is how I'm actually going to apply it. And, skip, and it, learning about the Word of God with never applying it <laughs> won't bring any change really in your life. Okay, and then the P is a prayer. And then after you've done that, that's when you can engage with God in a short prayer and just ask him to touch you, to help you, to lead you. Maybe it's a prayer of thank you so much for revealing that to me. Because sometimes all God does when I'm with him is just, he just reveals to me the truth of how much he loves me. I like those days. Those are good ones. All right? So here's a scripture we're going to look at. It's uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. And I'll just read it with you together. And then I'm literally going to give you a few minutes Okay, now normally, uh, you know, it it takes more than what I'm going to give you. Okay, but we're going to just try to taste this. Here we go. We urge you, brothers, to warn those who are idle, to encourage the timid, to help the weak, to be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All right, we're going to leave that up there. They're actually going to play just some soft music so it's not dead quiet in here. And I'm going to encourage you to just do so. Pick one verse that relates to you where you're at right now in your life. Or maybe it's just one phrase. It doesn't even need to be a whole verse. Anything that you want to take a minute and actually think about that you feel like God might be speaking to your heart. Go ahead and write it down at the top. Make an observation or two. Figure out how you might apply that to your life and then spend a moment and pray to God concerning that. you can say, man, there's a sense of importance with this, that I need to take this thing seriously. And then to warn those who are idle, and maybe some of you sit there and you go, there's just so much opportunity to sit there and say, man, if I'm not doing anything with my life, if I'm not being productive, that's not a good thing. To encourage the timid, you know, is, is, is awesome. To help the weak or to be patient with, with everybody. And if we're parents, you probably stopped right there. And uh, just meditated on that. Does that mean kids or is that adults? Um, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. Maybe you've been wronged. And you just, man, you've been thinking about, you've been doing the passive aggressive thing with the person to pay them back somehow. And you realize, wow, that's just not right. Always be kind to each other and to everyone else. Isn't that cool? Not just to each other in here, but to everybody. There's there's anybody that you need to be kind to at your workplace or in your neighborhood, in your family? Be joyful always. That's been mine lately, last six months. Always? Come on. And if you're not joyful right now, you might have to sit and meditate on that for a while. Why am I not? And how do I become joyful always? Pray continually. What does that mean? We just did that at base camp. You can come next time and learn how. Uh, verse 18, and to give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. On this Thursday, when the lions lose, give thanks in all things. Um, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You're going to, but you can see where there's, I mean, this is just a very, and I chose a practical uh, passage just so no matter where you're at, you can get this. But but now to take that and to embrace that, you guys, I can't encourage you enough. If you're ever going to really dance like you could in your spirit with God, you need to, on a daily basis, the word tells us, man doesn't live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And he will train you and teach you and rebuke you and correct you so that you can be thoroughly equipped so that you can live your life. Okay? So that's the first practice. And I want to really encourage you to do that. Okay? Uh, the second practice um, is prayer. Um and, uh, and again, I, I know that it was so interesting at our base camp this last uh, Tuesday. We actually did our, uh, the teaching was on prayer that night. And the realization that, again, most people in America would say that they pray. I guess if I, if I, would, I, guess if I would ask you, do you pray? I think most of you would say, yeah, I, I pray. But what we found out this week as we were going through our class is um, that many times we have a ritualistic kind of set of prayers, things we've just kind of learned and you spout them back. Or lots of times it's just like, man, you just, we just kind of dump on God, right? And we throw all of our stuff at him. Or even you might just, you know, or maybe you're thankful. Maybe you are joyful and you're just throwing your thanks at him. And one of the things we realize in prayer is, is one of the things that hardly any of us actually really do is actually um, have a conversation with God. How many of you have ever been in a conversation with someone who talked the whole time and you never got a word in? Okay, isn't that fun? You know, you kind of sit there and you get done. The guy goes, all right, I got to go. And you're like, well, that was great. And uh, sometimes I wonder if God sits there and goes, does the same thing with us. Where we, where we dump all of our stuff and we throw our thanks and maybe even our praise and we just get done and then we go, okay, got to go. And we go and I feel like sometimes God sits there and he goes, oh man, I had so much great stuff to share with you. <laughs> and we haven't realized that prayer is not a ritual. Prayer is not just a religious traditional exercise. Prayer, oh, prayer is the intimate opportunity to really connect with God. And it was wild, like you open up the Bible and prayer is just everywhere. It's just all over the place. So apparently in this Bible, it's just this is just natural. This should just be a part of, well, it's not natural. It's actually supernatural. It's spiritual to be able to get that, but it should be a part of our life. Just a few verses. I love, I've love. i always loved Psalm 5, three. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. Does he? Does he hear your voice in the morning? Like, oh, God, I hate the morning. You know, that kind of voice. Um, in the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice, and in the morning I lay my request before you, and then I love this, and I wait in expectation. Ah, it's a beautiful thing, to be able to connect with God in the morning and then wait in expectation through the day. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. See, again, to haphazardly pray, and, uh, and I know that sometimes we'll say, man, well, you know, I pray on the way to work, or, or I pray, and all that's great. Praying throughout the day, praying continually is great. But devoting yourself to prayer is critical. If you're going to have a tight, intimate relationship with God. Just like if you want to have a tight relationship with anybody around you. Ephesians 6.18 says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers. And request. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So it is something that we, we devote ourselves to. It there are times when we do it, but then we got to figure out, man, we get, do need to figure out how to do it like all the time, <laughs> in every situation, always being alert and keeping on praying. And then Luke five sixteen, when we look at Jesus it says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. It's just it was just part of his life. He connected with his father on a regular basis, and again. What your spirit, in fact, uh, there's, a, there's a passage in Psalm 42 that says, my soul thirsts for God. It just does. Now, my flesh doesn't, okay? I don't know about you guys, but my flesh does not thirst for God, but my soul does. And that's where the battle comes, right? We, we, it was so funny when we were talking about this. We said, you know, how many of you actually fall asleep when you pray? okay. Isn't that, or when you read the Bible. It, it, it's amazing. You can read the script. Pick up, you can be as awake as you are right now. Pick up the Bible, start reading, and, <laughs> you know. And uh, it, it's interesting. There's a battle that our flesh has with our spirit when we're trying to connect with God. And so we need to develop this whole issue of prayer. One of the things, you guys, for me that prayer is, I, I, I don't know where. I came up with this a long time ago. I called it the great exchange. Prayer for me is the great exchange. I wake up every morning and I am so full of stuff. (laughs) And a lot of my stuff just isn't that good. Um, And what I realize is I have a chance every day. And I have a chance all through my day to exchange who I am with God and receive who he is into me. And as, as, as far as I can understand, that's what it really is to know him. I let him in to all my stuff and I engage in everything that he is. So here's some of the things I exchange. How many of you, you don't need to raise your hands, but sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm just anxious immediately, right? And I can exchange my anxiety in prayer for his peace. He wants to give me peace. Don't be anxious about anything. But in what? In prayer and petition, right? We can do this in the peace of God which transcends all understanding, can guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I can give him my anxiety and receive peace. I can give him my perplexity. Anybody ever perplexed? And I can give him that. And he says, you ask and I'll give you what? I'll give you wisdom. I will give it to you. I can give him my perplexity and receive wisdom. I can give him my uncertainty. I have a ton. Sometimes you're just uncertain, and God will guide you. You can give him your false thinking. Sometimes I'm like, God, I just, man, my mind is messed up, and I need to think, and he says, I, I can give you my truth. Let me just, I can give him my pride. This is a confession thing. Sometimes you need to just sit there and say, man, God, I can just tell it's all about me, and I think I'm whatever. And then you can receive his humility, despair and joy, doubt and faith, weakness and strength. And here's a big one, sin and forgiveness. I can give him my sin and I can receive his forgiveness always. You guys, this this happens all the time. This is what prayer is for me anyway. Much of the time, it is an exchange of who I am for who he is. And man, when you start to receive who he is, it's it's, it's not a ritual. It's not a dead exercise. It changes your life. It really does. And so, um, what I'm going to give you now is a classic um, acronym. Because some, again, uh, sometimes we struggle. How do I even start to pray? And uh, some of you are sitting there going, "I know this. We're going to do this." Listen, I've known it for 30 years, and I still find myself using this. Okay, and so it can be helpful. Because I want to tell you this: what hit me so much um, on Tuesday night was how many people were saying the thing that changed. The thing was so different to me coming to K2 is I'd never heard anybody pray like God was really there. You guys pray differently than I've ever heard anywhere. Because it's there's a relationship going on, and there is. See, that's the difference. And, and you can have that. And so you guys, if you're up for it, dive in. You can just pray. In other words, you know how you pray? You say whatever you want to say. <laughs> You just, you be honest with God and you just get it all out and then, but you take some time and you receive, but here's a, here's a helpful way. It's called ACTS, A-C-T-S. So we got soap and now we got ACTS, all right? Everything's an acronym. Jesus, no, no, he's not an acronym, Uh, but uh, ACTS, A-C-T-S. And let me just hit you. A is adoration. And sometimes I wake up in the morning, I just need to remind myself of who I'm praying to. And so I'll go, man, God, you are the one true God. You are over everybody else. And you are love. You actually really love me. And you're holy and right. That means everything you do is right. You're the king of kings. You're the lord of lords. You're over every single person on this planet. And I'll just go off. You can just adore him. And by the time you get done with that, lots of times I'm like, okay, that's right, okay. That's who I'm praying to. And it just lifts him and it puts him up there. Then the C is confession. And I think every good prayer, if you're a human like me, every good prayer should have this in it. Because there's always some place that we're just kind of tweaked off and are, we've done something, we were mean to our kids, we, we lusted after something, we weren't faithful to our finances, we got angry and bitter at somebody, whatever it is. I'm telling you, that to confessing to God. And this is such a huge part because he says, if you confess your sins, then I'll be faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. Jesus Christ came to set us free. And lots of times, I know, now when I'm really stuck in stuff that I don't even like, I mean like, well, does that mean I like some? Yes, no. Uh, When I'm really stuck in some sin, it's crazy to me how I don't want to tell God about it. Now, I know he knows. It's not like he's up there going, man, what did he do? (laughs) You know, I, I know he knows. The confession is not to clue God in to what you did last night, since it was Saturday. The confession is to expose it to a holy God for you. And then you can start to actually hate it like he hates it. And you can remember that Jesus died for that one. Died for that one. And he can set you free. Confession's huge. The T is Thanksgiving. And I think it's just really important on a regular basis to thank God, even as we read in First Thessalonians. Give thanks all the time. Why? Because we can get so caught up in our woes and the things of this world and our fears and all that kind of stuff that you forget. And one of the things that Thanksgiving does is remind you actually of all the good things that there are in the blessings of who God is. Even in the worst of circumstances, it's important to give thanks all the time. It can help you with your perspective and remind you of God's goodness. And then the S is this funky word because they needed to make it say acts and it's supplication. And that is when you finally, that's when you offer your requests to God. You adore him, you confess to him, you give him thanks, and then you just go, okay, God, now here's my day. You know, one of the ways I've been doing this um, that's it, been really helpful for me recently is I'll sit down and I'll pray about everything that happened the day before. Every person I met with, uh, every meeting, every issue that we talked about here, um, every, just I go through my whole day and anything that happened and anything I can pray for, I pray for right then. And then I look to this day and I pray for this day. And I pray for this, if I'm going to meet with you, I can tell you I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) And we're going to pray together. And I am no I mean, we're going to meet together, but I'm going to pray about that. I want to know what God wants to do, and I want it to be the best it can be, and I want Him to lead this meeting. I want Him to to be in this service. You can just pray out for all your whole day is one way that's been really helpful for me to just go, to get God in my mix and get Him in my life, all right? So we're going to take a very few minutes, and because and, uh, I got two more that I need to go through today. But I'm gonna, I want to do this right now. Would you take a couple minutes, literally, right now, and just... Write down on your A C T S, and, and this is my, was my. Can I be honest with you? My fear for today was that this would just kind of be a trite exercise, and I don't want it. I don't want it to be. But right now, would you actually get into your heart with God and give Him some bit of adoration? Say something to God. Bless Him. No, I. It, it just cracks me up that we can actually please the heart of God. It's crazy to me. So adore him. If you got anything, if you're human, confess it today. Really. Be honest with him and confess your sin. And then thank him for something today. And then if you've got a request for your life or for somebody else, go ahead and write it down, okay? So let's take a couple minutes. They're gonna throw up some music again. You have two minutes just to engage with God Settle your heart, be quiet before him, and try this acts deal right now with him all right, so um, again, if you took your spiritual assessment and you got this back and, and practices is what you guys were low on, then these are two things that you can dive into, and you can get into your word and you can pray and again, if you go to the resource page, you guys we have tons of other books that you could read if you need some help and and how to, what the, how to get engaged in God's word, and, and how, how prayer can be more effective. The third, the third practice that I want to share with you is one that uh, I, you know was new for me a little while back. And that is, uh, I'm going to call it praise. The practice of actually praising God. And normally, I think what we do is we wait until Sunday, because that's when we get together, right? And we get together on Sundays, and that's when we worship and we praise Him, we sing songs, and we gather all around Him. And one of the things I realized is I need to, on a way more regular basis than just on Sunday morning, actually really praise God. Here's a couple of verses. Hebrews 13, 15 says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Let's continually do this. This is something that is to the benefit, again, of your heart and soul and mind, and it helps us so much with God. And here's kind of what happens for me. When we sing in here, this is kind of, and when I do this at home, which I'm going to share with you in just a second, one of the things that I think worship and praise, worship is so, worship really encompasses everything that we do for God. Singing is just one component. of. But when I sing and praise and worship God that way, what happens for me is I remember that he is and I'm not. It's as simple as that sometimes for me. Because lots of times in my life, because I'm human, I think I am, and he's not. And then and, and that's why we live our lives not always centered around him. Because we think we know what's best. We think we know what we want. And next thing you know, we're spending all of our money, our resources, our time, our energy, our talent on ourselves. And one of the reasons that you need to get together and worship and praise him is because it helps to elevate him and put him in his rightful place. And it helps you to get in your rightful place. And I think we need to do that on a continual basis because we walk out of here, right? And I've heard so many people say, man, I come to church and then I just kind of, eventually I just, you know, I run out of gas and then I come back on Sunday and get filled up and, and I, get, I run out of gas. And what I want to encourage you is if you're reading the scriptures on a daily basis and praying on a regular basis and then praising him, you don't necessarily have to run out of gas during the week. In fact, what can happen is you can get so filled up that you can't wait to get to Sunday to go, woo, and just let it all out. That's actually probably what should be happening is where we are just walking and worshiping Him and experiencing God so much on a regular basis that we get here on Sunday and then we praise Him and we serve Him and we give our life away. Say Psalm 95.1. I'm going to 1 through 7. Look at this. Come and let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God like, see, I got I to gotta put him in his rightful place. You are. You're a great God, the great king above all gods. And in his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mo- mountain peaks belong to him. So I love that, because we live here, and we can see that, and we go, and there's nothing compared to God. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. So come and let us, let us. now let's get in our rightful place. Let's bow down in worship, and let's kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. I'm telling you guys, worship can help you to remember that he is a great God. He is the one true God. And worship also can remind you, and I'm his. I'm a sheep in his pasture. I, we're the flock under his care. I'm telling you, it can help you to connect with God in such a great way. And here's, here's three. I, so what I do is, uh, and this is what we realized, like we were going to say, so let's worship and bring up a guitar person. Then we realized, wait a second, none, how many of you would grab a guitar and worship Jesus this week? <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, I'd like to come hear that. Uh, but but I, I think, you know, none of you are going to do that. You're not going to go grab your guitar and go sing all these worship songs. And so, and I'm not either. I can't do that either. So what do I do? Man, I download iTunes. I I do. I mean, I've got my iPod, and then I make playlists. And I have five different playlists for me to engage with God. And I want to share, just because this is just some ideas for you, okay? The first playlist I have, I, one is called Praise. And it means, it's just, man, God, you are. And it's usually really jamming music. But another one is just is, is worship. And I'm going to play one for you. I, this song, I, I get tears in my eyes almost every time I listen to this song. And sometimes I just need to remember who he is, okay? So this is on my playlist when I need to worship God. Let's listen to it real quick. And if you want, let's just sing. So A lot of you know this one. Go ahead and play it. Isn't it awesome? Here we go. Play it loud enough so we can sing it too. The splinter of the King Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light, And darkness tries to hide And trembles at his voice it Trembles at his voice how great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all to sing, how great, how great is our God? Okay, go ahead and turn it off. See now, here's the deal. Was that was that good for anybody? That one minute was actually good for me. And here's what happens. Most of us wait for Rut and Brad to get up here and lead us in that. I get that all week long. And you can have it all week long. You can do it when you're washing dishes. You can do it. You can stick it in while the shower's going to start off your day like that. You can stick it in your car, and you can be saying how great is your God, and you can be worshiping him and help get him in his rightful place. Okay? You can do that. And so here's here's and then the other playlist I have is called first love, because in Revelations it says, don't forget your first love. I got lots of loves, and this world wants me to get my heart connected to so many different things. So I have a first love slow, and a first love fast. And sometimes I just need to be meditative and say, God, I love you, I love you. Sometimes I need to focus on his love for me, and sometimes my heart needs to say to God, but I love you. And then sometimes I just need to go, man. I love you, you know. And I just want to just, oh, just, oh, you know. I just need to live it. And so uh, that's what I want to share with you. Here's a song from my first love fast uh, playlist. Okay, this is the one where you put the you know, windows down uh, when it's uh, 40 degrees outside, and and enjoy. It. So go ahead and play this one. If you can sing this one, you're really good. It's really hard to sing, but I love it. So here we go. Oh, so incredible to know, it's never gonna go, it's never gonna go. Oh, love too impossible and true for anyone but you, for anyone but you. I think I'm on the brink of something like maybe like the breaking of a dawn. Be like a match being lit, oh, sinking of a ship letting go, getting better grip. I'm feeling everything I love and need, begging that I'm getting everything. Falling for you for eternity, right here, I can see where I wanna be. I am yours. Okay, go ahead and turn it off. Okay, you missed the last line, which is a bummer because that's the main one. Because, but what it is, is you, again, so I put this in, and see, now I'm like, now I'm juiced, right? And I just, I just, I get excited for the day. And why? Because your love is so like on any other love, but the only way I'm actually gonna know that love, can you put the words back up there for me? Cause they are too fast. I can't remember. Uh, but, I don't, okay. I'm finding everything I'll ever need by giving up, gaining everything. See, that's what we forget during the week. If I'm going to gain everything, I got to give it up first. But if I, I give by giving up, I gain everything. Falling for you for eternity, right here at your feet, where I want to be. And then the last phrase: I am yours. And see, some see, I need to say that during the week. I need to tell God I love you, and I'm going to surrender to you today, because my heart goes yeah, just like yours. And next thing you know, I'm living for me, and life is bad. My relationships stink, and. You gotta go back to church you feel back up so I, you know okay here we go here's my last playlist and it's titled Trust him this one gets used more than any other to be honest with you because in this world you're gonna have trouble <laughs> and I'm telling you when life is hard what I need more than anything else is to know that he's with me and I need to know that I can trust him Beth paramore who's Probably hiding right over back behind here. She's our stage manager. Uh, I asked her if I could share this. Um, she was going to have her first baby, and was going to. And it was really. Uh, there was some complications. She was really nervous and scared. Came over to have us pray with them. And all I could think of while we were praying is. With, and I did. I just said, "Hey, Beth, take my iPod. Okay, here's how you work it. Get to the Trust in One, and just listen to this." That whole day, she did that. She just stuck the thing in. She listened to it. She listened through the whole procedure to the whole thing. And peace entered her heart that she couldn't find any other way. And, I, and sometimes, you guys, in my worship to God, I just need to remember who he is and that I can trust him no matter what. And if you, because if I don't, then I'll start to wander away from him, okay? So here's here's this, here's this one song out of my 80-some whatever that are untrusted, okay? And we can listen to this one. words, by the way. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back. I know you are near, and I won't fear no fear. With me And if my God is with me whom then shall I? Be? Whom then shall I? I'm telling you, this is crazy. man. What one minute of just basking in this stuff can do for your heart. And so, man, one way that you can connect with God on a regular basis, you guys, is to praise Him and to worship Him and let the gift of music get to your heart and your soul. And it'll bring Him back into your life. I think it's a great way to reorient yourself on Him. This you are and I'm not. All right. Uh, You may have, I don't think, we were going to do a list. We don't have a list, do we? Jason, do we have a list of artists? No. Okay. Um, I will put that on there. If you go and click on the resource page under worship, we will put a list of all the artists that we have because then you guys can just go and find the stuff that really works for you because there's some great people out there. Okay, here's the last one. We have the list. Uh, So there you go. Uh basically, those are the guys right there that you will hear all the time here. And so if you, you've always listened to the music that we do here and you don't know any, who anybody is, just go ahead and write these down on your piece of paper and you can find them on iTunes or anywhere else. All right, one last practice, and I saved it to last because it's, it's the hardest one for most humans. And that is simply, it's the practice of stewardship. And it's the practice of giving what God has given you. And I'm not sure why this is, what it is about our hearts. But uh, the, uh, one guy said, man, the longest distance in the human being is between the heart and the pocketbook. <laughs> it is so hard. Another guy said, man, when, when people get baptized, they go under and they hold their wallet up out of the water. You know? <laughs> like, everything but that, you know? And, um, and I, I just, I just want to tell you, um, you know, and what's so funny is lots of times people don't like to talk about money. Um, I actually love it. I I probably should do it more here. Um, Because I do know this, that um, money messes up so many lives. It's one of the top destroyers of marriage. It's one of the greatest causes of depression. It's such a great false idol because when you've got it, it's fun, isn't it? And what it'll give you is great. And then when you lose it, which you all can and I can, then you're just, you're tanked. It's a lousy God, you guys. And what Jesus told us, I think God gave us money for one main reason. When he said, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And it's just a great barometer to help you know, where's my heart? Where's my heart? Well, it's where your treasure is. And that's why I think God said, so here's what I want to do. I'm going to put, I know your heart is so prone to leave me. All of ours are, so one way that I can help you to keep your heart with me is to ask you to give, and it was ten percent in the Old Testament in the New Testament, I think really what what Jesus then said he goes, actually everything is mine, and I 'm asking you to be a really good steward of it. Ten percent is like this base beginning place, and if you will on a regular basis be involved in this part of training of discipline of giving your heart to me through your finances it will help you to not get caught up in the things of this world that can come around and bite you i love your heart god says and so i'm going to give you the opportunity to give it to me because where your treasure is is where your heart is it's just kind of how you're made and and i just want to tell you so here at k2 um I just got to be totally honest with you. I know there's so much resource, even in the midst of this, of the downturn of our economy. Still, the resource to be able to do everything that God wants us to do here is here. It's just here. And the resource to take care of the world is in the church. And all God needs is people who say, I believe that what you've given me, I'm to give. Here's a couple quick verses. 2 Corinthians 8, 7 says, just as you excel in everything, and I feel like here at K2, we excel in a lot of things. You guys are amazing in so many ways, but just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge and complete earnestness and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. And I just wonder if you you ever thought about excelling in the grace of giving. And um, and I just want to encourage you if you really want to know him intimately and have the full life that God has for you one of the things he says is if i can trust you in little things like money then i'll entrust you with true riches just test me in this if you can be faithful in this little monetary thing i will so entrust you with true riches spiritual depth of riches and uh and so the last verse it uh, just says, command those who are rich in this present world. And again, I've been, I just got back from Ethiopia. Uh, did you know that probably 99% of us in this room are rich? Okay, I know you're not rich compared to your neighbor or, or the people who are around you. But in the world, we are. Uh, teach them to, to not be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Taking hold of the life that is truly life. Dancing like Kate, spiritually. Drumming like Tommy, spiritually. Living to the fullest that you and I could have, spiritually taking hold of that life, somehow is tied to what we do with our finances. And so I just want to encourage you, if you really want to live, and if you really want all that God has for you, and yet you hold this area of your life back for yourself, it just ain't going to happen. And and then I just got to be totally honest with you. Not only is that not going to happen, the vision that we have as a church ain't going to happen. Because we just we don't have the resources. Right now, we just barely, we're under budget. I mean, we just squeak by. I just got to be honest with you, we're at the place again where we're having to look at the cuts that we might have to make. And I just go, and yet I know we should never have to make any cuts. And, 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 and even in this economy. But if, if we would excel in the grace of giving, then God will start to invigorate your heart, and you'll be free. Free, spiritually. And so I just want I just I know I need to encourage you to do that. Don't let money master you. Don't put your hope in it. Don't get your life caught up into it. Make sure that it is a, that you're a steward of it. That you enjoy it, but that you make sure that God gets to use it for the enjoyment of what he wants to do in the world. And if he finds that you're a person he can trust his finances with, then he'll say you're also a person I know basically what God says is Oh, dude, I, if I can trust you with my finances, I know I can trust you with other things as well. So, we totally debated, well, let's not do this right before the offering because then it'll feel manipulative. Now, you know what? Forget it. I, I, we just No, here's the deal. We, we talked about Bible and we did it. We talked about prayer we did it. We talked about worship we did it. We talked about just giving. We're not going to take our offering right now like we do every week. And, and and just, you know, don't, I mean, if you're sitting there going, oh, crap, he talked about it, I better put it in. don't Please don't do that. I mean, you guys, if you've been around us, you know that that's not how we, how we operate here. In fact, if you're visiting, we always say this, you're just our guest, and don't worry about it. Don't worry about the financial moment right now at all. But uh, we're going to take our offering, and this is just your chance right now to say, you know what, God, um, everything I have has come from you, and I'm going to be a good steward, and I just, I'm going to love you back. Okay, so go ahead and we have a worship song as well that we can sing uh, up on the screen while we do this, and let's go ahead and take our offering. Here we go. Come the of every blessing to my heart to sing thy praise. Okay, it's not up there, so you know it. If you're an old school church person, go ahead and sing with me. Sing our songs of loudest grace and teach me some melodious song sung by flaming tongues above. I fished upon A fountain of thy Redeeming love You lay my Ebenezer Hither by Thy help Thy call And I hold Thy, thy good plan All right, so here's my closing comments. The life of Christ, I believe with all my heart, is available to every single one of us. There's a lot that it entails, a lot that it entails to bring him in men. But one thing I can encourage you in today is if you want his public life, then you got to live his private life. If you really want it, if you want it, and think that he's just going to give it to you because, because you come to church on Sunday, it just ain't going to happen. That's like me trying to show up, you know, and play for the jazz. <laughs> ain't going to happen. Um, but there are practices that you can engage in. Now, I just hit four. There's a ton more. This is a great book. It's called The Celebration of Discipline. Uh, it's by Richard Foster. And it's been a classic for quite a while now of just helping people through a lot of the different disciplines that are there, you go. Oh, oh I, you can tell I've had it for a while. I have the old boring cover, um, but he just has a lot more in here: a meditation and fasting and study and simplicity, solitude, submission, service, confession, guidance, celebration. There's just so many different things that we can engage in, and and here's what's cool: is it's just it's kind of up to you and me. The rain is often falling. His power and His grace and His mercy and His love and His truth and everything you need is fallen from Christ to you and me every day. And now we just need to figure out how to drink it in. And that's all these are. That's all these are. They're just practices to help you drink in the rain and the love of God. All right? Very, very cool. So there you go. So if you take this 50-day adventure deal and you come down and you hit, man, my practices are low, click on that. You're going to find a bunch of resources that can help you as you move forward in this.